Uh, but no, I got some things in here we're going to look at here. But let's find some scripture verses here to get us started off here. And I'll read you some little witty things that are out of it. So take your Bibles. I have about three or four places I'd like for you to mark so that we won't take up some time finding them. If you would start in the book of Galatians, chapter number three, if you've got some things you can stick in there. In Galatians, chapter number three. And uh, I guess I'm supposed to welcome the live stream people. I can't see you out there in live stream world, but... Uh, I hope you're on today and listening, and hope maybe the lesson today will be able to help you uh, there. So Galatians chapter number number three, uh, look at that, please, or hold your place right there. And then First Thessalonians chapter three, First Thessalonians chapter three, Galatians three, Second Thessalonians three. If you're like me, you always got things that you can stick in your Bible and. Before the coronavirus came along, you know, we could just reach up and get offering envelopes stick in there, you know. Now there's no offering envelopes to get a hold of, so you know, maybe you can stick a finger in there or something. And uh, if you can't, maybe you can find them, find them real fast. And then uh, Hebrews chapter number one, Hebrews chapter number one, and uh, he and Hebrews chapter number eleven, Hebrews one, chapter one, and also uh, Hebrews chapter number eleven. All right, I hope you have those. And uh, but I, I, this is a sore of the Lord newspaper, and and I was reading over it, and it said sunshine for seniors, and so I was just reading down through here, and it had some things about Ronald, remembering Reagan, Ronald Reagan, our president. He was often called the great communicator. He had a way, often witty, of getting his message across. Here are a handful of Reagan's gems. I like kind of witty stuff. There, I, I'm not a person that laughs a lot, you know, and. I'm kind of a serious person, I guess. Someone told me that when I was coaching basketball one time. said, you're just way too serious. You know, I, I just can't help it. That's just kind of the way I am. And uh, But uh, I like witty stuff there. It said a senior adult filed a claim for Medicare payments. A dozen letters and several months later, he found out why no payments had come. The Social Security Administration told him he'd passed away. A sergeant in the U.S. Army told a young recruit, he said, put a pair of clean socks on every day. At the end of the week, the recruit couldn't get his shoes on. (laughs) An elderly motorist going down a one-way street was asked by a policeman, do you know where you're going? No, the old fellow admitted, but I must be late because everyone else is coming back. People who tell you never let little things bother you never tried sleeping with a mosquito in the room. That's the truth. When I was in the Army, I was when I was in South Korea over there, there's there's rice paddies everywhere over there. And, uh, and, and mosquitoes are plentiful. And so we had mosquito nets that we had over our, our, our beds, our bunks, uh, over there to try to keep the mosquitoes from eating us up at night, you know. And, hey, mosquitoes, you can hear them. You get the, it gets quiet and you can hear them rascals around in there, you know, and you don't want them to get a hold of you because you itch for a while uh, there. So the rookie policeman in the exam was asked how he would break up a crowd. He said, I'd just take up offering. <laughs> take up an offering. I want to speak to you today on the subject of faith. You know, I believe in the day and age that we live in today, we're living in a time where we, I see faith dwindling. 
I see, I, I heard on TV, this was on TV the other day, that 40, only 47% of people today even have any kind of going to church at all, that go to church at all. And they're probably not real faithful. I wouldn't say 47% of them are real faithful. But at least 47% had, were still going some uh, to church in all denominations. But I thought about, when I was asked to speak today, I thought about what could I speak about today. And I believe I see a dwindling in faith among even God's people. Uh, you know, we got to be careful about this today. You know, our faith can be hurt. I don't believe if we have a true faith. Someone said, well, you can just quit believing. So you can get, you can lose your salvation. Said so you can just quit believing. I said, well, try it. I said, try it. I said, if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and and you say you can quit believing, I said, why don't you just try quit believing? If you can quit believing, uh, then you're really not saved. But you know what? You couldn't quit believing if you tried. You couldn't do it to save your life. Uh, you, you could try it, but you couldn't do it. You'd lay down, it'd still be there, wouldn't it? And so we think about faith today. Over here in Galatians chapter number 3 and verse number 11. I didn't tell you the verse a while ago. It says here, but that, that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. Hey, if you're a Christian today, God says you and I are supposed to live by faith. By faith. Now over in the Old Testament, in the book of Habakkuk, chapter number 2 over there, it says man, man is, uh, the just shall live by his faith. His faith. But you and I today as Christians, we're to live by the faith of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ there. And so the just are to live by faith. It says in verse 12, And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Uh, and the law is not a faith. It's not a faith. The law was a bunch of do's and don'ts. The law was the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments they had over there. But you and I today, we're living in the period of grace, not under the period of law uh, today. Thank God for that. I'm glad I didn't live under the dispensation of the law. Uh, that that was a bad time, I'm telling you. And uh, because the uh, the Scripture says, uh, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hanged on the cross. I think about that uh, tree there. You know, I was visiting a fellow one time, and he said to me, he said, Did Jesus die on a cross? Did he die on a tree? I said, I guess the cross was made out of a tree. Or made, or is it, I never really thought about it, but the Scripture does say tree here, doesn't it? And uh, so, you know, sometimes it's kind of where they want to stir up a little trouble, I guess. But, you know, we the just, you and I are, are to live by faith. Then over in Second Thessalonians chapter number 3, uh, you know, everybody doesn't have faith. Everybody doesn't have faith. And the Apostle Paul, he says here, uh, to the church of Thessalonica, uh, Thessalonica here, says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. You know, we're living in that day, aren't we? Be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. There's always been unreasonable men. There's always been wicked men and men that didn't have faith in the Lord God. But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. The Apostle Paul is saying there. So we see in our world today, we see people who don't have faith. We see them try to tire up the uh, what our country was built upon, the statutes that our country were built upon. 
uh, a council culture. We call they call it today, and uh, we're we're headed down a, a a trail that's in rough situation. You know, our country, the United States of America, is on a collision course with God's judgment because they will not recognize God as creator and ruler in their lives. They do not want to retain God in their knowledge. They don't want anything to do with God today. And we're on a collision course with the judgment of God. We're headed that way. When you read, if you're in your Bible reading and you started in the book of Genesis and reading Genesis through the Bible there, you will see many times where God had to judge His people uh, because of the wickedness of kings and things that took place there. And we as America here, we have, have taken the Bible, we have just tossed it out today, and man just kind of does what it was back at one time in the Bible, just seems to do that which is right in his own eyes, which nine times out of ten, or maybe ninety-nine times out of a hundred is not correct. It's wrong. We have to have someone to show us how to live and to teach us how to live, and the Bible teaches us that you and I, as Christians today, we're to, we're to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. And uh, if we don't, if we, and we're going to talk more about that as we go along here. But man thinks he doesn't need God until some tragedy takes place. Some tragedy takes place. Some, something strikes us like the planes that hit the Twin Towers. Everybody in America was praying, was praying that we didn't know what was going to happen at that time. Uh, you know, and three thousand, three thousand people were killed when those planes hit hit the twin towers uh, there in in our country, and we've been in war ever since that happened. Over twenty years over in Iraq and and, and Iran, uh, and Iran and not Iran, but uh, uh, Afghanistan and all there. And uh, so, man, he thinks he doesn't need God to some tragedy strikes, or we have no rain, no protection, no food, our health goes bad. I can remember the White House getting on the front steps and and, and uh, simulation of prayer. They're not on the white, on the uh, front steps having prayer now, are they? Uh, no, they're not. And I hadn't turned till I've been on there. And and if they were on there, it wouldn't do them any good because they're just a bunch of unbelievers, most of them. And uh, so uh, we know what's happened there. Now, what is faith anyway? What is faith? If we're supposed to live by faith, what is faith? Faith is belief in God. Faith is trust in God. Someone has said years ago, I heard it years ago, and it's still true today, you take the word faith and you take the letters, uh, F-A-I-T-H, and it says, forsaking all, I trust Him. Forsaking all, I trust Him. And Hebrews chapter number 11 here, we see, we talked about faith here in Hebrews chapter number 11, and uh, verse number 1 here, and uh, we'll look at this here. In verse number 1 it says, now faith is, this is what faith is. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for it, it the, for by it the elders obtained a good re, a good report. So faith is a substance of things hoped for, and so substance, which means faith, rests on a foundation. Substance, it is not that which rests upon it, uh, the substance is that which does rest upon fact. What is the substance? What is the substance? It's the word of God. It's the Word of God right here. Our faith has to be based upon what this book says right here. Faith is belief. God has given us a book that we're to look at that directs our lives and teaches us how to live each day of our life. And and we leave it upon the shelf. The other countries, the, our missionaries come in and they are trying to get Bibles into the hands of people. And they walk for miles and miles and miles just to get a copy of the Word of God. And you and I have five or six or seven copies or more in our homes. 
in our homes. It's the Word of God to you and I. And uh, we, we don't we don't read it like we should. We don't hear from God like we should. So faith is the substance. It is that which rests upon a fact. What is the substance? It's the Word of God. And Hebrews chapter number 1, if you, if you uh, flip over there to Hebrews chapter number 1 and verse number 1, it says that God, who in sundry times and divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. So he says, God, who in sundry times and divers manners spake unto the fathers by the prophets. That's the way God in times past spake unto the fathers was by the prophets. By the prophets. Today he's not speaking to us today by, uh, by the prophets. He's speaking to you and I today with the Word of God. Uh, the Word of God, he tells us here. And he, but it's the way he did speak to them in, in that uh, day, time and period there. And uh, so verse uh, number 2 says, He hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom he also made the worlds. Made the world. So how is he speaking to us today? He hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son. I would see in John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Jesus Christ is the living Word, and He has given us the written Word for us to live our lives by today. In times past, He spoke to the prophets, and the prophets carried that Word to wherever God told them to carry it to. But today, we have the written Word of God. These are the very words of God that He pinned down for us here so that we might be able to live our life in dictated according to the words that God has for us here. You know, I was watching TV here while it's been some time ago, and I thought about this as I was working on this message. And, and it was about some astronauts, some of our astronauts, they had uh, gone to the moon. They were going to the moon, they were circling the moon and things, and they were looking back toward the earth and looking at the earth and all. And uh, and, uh, and after they had went on for a long period of time, they are headed to the headed to the moon and all, and back to showing back to the earth. And when they came back from seeing the moon, folks, there's a lot of things out there in these worlds that God has made. There's a lot of things out there. Uh, that, and, and man, what they're looking for today, they're going to uh, Mars now, I guess it is, ain't it? And uh, they're looking for life. Well, I want to tell you something. They're not going to find a human life. They may be some kind of organic life or something like that out there, but they're not going to find a human life. You know how, how I know there's not any human life out there? Because the Bible said when Jesus died once, that's all he's going to die. He died one time for the, for the sake of all people, all people on that cross, and he's not going to die again. They're not going to find any human being such as you and I. But when they came back and they were landing in the ocean, one of the astronauts said that when he was getting down close to the earth, there's no place like this earth out there. God made this earth for humanity. He made it for you and I to live in, and he made it conducive for, uh, conducive for you and I. And he, when he was landing in the ocean, he said, Earth sure is a nice ocean you have here. See, they didn't see anything like that up there on the moon. At the moon. And, and another astronaut, uh, he, he said, when I got back on this earth, he said, I just went downtown. He said, I just found me a seat. He said, just watch the people go by. He said, I was just so happy to see the people and just watch them go by. And so, you know, uh, God, he is our creator and he made all things and he made all things. And I'm glad he did. He, he has many names in the Scripture. And when Moses went down to Egypt, you know the story of how he went down to Egypt to live with the children of Israel. Uh, he, uh, and God told him, He said, you go down there, uh, Moses, and you tell them that I am has sent you. He said, I am. 
So one of his names is I Am. He said, you tell them I Am sent you. And so God, he, He's the God of heaven and earth, and, and we have a great God. And, and as they sang the song, uh, the song there a while ago, I tell you, what a great song. What a great song. That describes our God. At the, hey, uh, he, he, he made all the worlds that's out there. And we have a God that we can serve. You think about how foolish we are not to serve and live for our God. When you look around at all the things that God has made, the power that God has, the love that He has for us, and we're His creatures and He loves us, uh, we're, uh, we're not very wise if we don't live for Him. In Genesis chapter 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Where did this earth come from? God created it. When did He do it? He did it in the beginning. I have faith that God did it because God said that He did it. And, and there was no one here. Uh, here, He was here. And He did it back in the beginning whenever the beginning was. And uh, so our, our substance for faith is the Word of God. We have a sure foundation whose builder and maker is God. And, and then it says in the latter part of the first verse there, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Evidence of things, evidence is a legal term we have in law enforcement today. It's a term we call DNA. Everyone's DNA is different. Every fingerprint is different. You think about the God that made you and I today, they is none of us alike. Your fingerprints is different. You can go around here, they, they, they got a file of every crook that's ever been caught. He's been fingerprinted. I've been fingerprinted. I, I'm not, I will, I guess I am a crook to some degree. Everybody's a crook to some degree, I guess. But I've been fingerprinted because if you've been in the service, been in the army, you've been fingerprinted. They fingerprint you when you go in there. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, so they'll have a record of, of that. So I guess mine's on file somewhere. Uh, and so, uh, uh, we have, a, everybody's got a different fingerprint. And so at crime scenes, when they go to a crime scene, when somebody has committed a crime, what are they looking for? Evidence. Evidence. They're trying to figure out who did it. They're trying to figure out if they can put the pieces together and find the DNA uh, of who did it. You know, they can even tell your skin, take a little particles of your skin and get evidence of who you are and all and find out some things about you there. So yesterday, you know, DNA. Uh, who knows what DNA stands for? I thought, well, I don't know what it stands for. I know well, it's the genetics of our, hum- our human makeup, you know. So I called Joe up, my son. I said, hey, Joe, I said, look on your own all-knowing phone that you got there and, and tell me what... Uh, uh, what DNA means. And he called me up and he said, what do you want to do? Uh, I said, tell me what DNA means. And I don't know what it means. And my wife, she heard me talking in the room there, you know. And, and so he, he, he looked it up on his all-knowing phone and he told me that i never seen such a word in my life. Uh, that DNA. And I, and I started laughing. I said, we, we ain't going to handle that. I said, we're just going to call it DNA. DNA. And then here comes my wife out with a medical dictionary. I think it was a medical dictionary. And, and she looked at, she had that thing looked up, you know, looked up and I said, yeah, that's what he said. I couldn't read it. I couldn't, that thing was that long. And, uh, and the, I, the A stood for acid. I'll tell you what they, uh, that's what the A stood for. And so, but at the crime scene, they're looking, they're looking for evidence. Evidence is something that is taken to court to prove guilt or innocence. You know, faith is a substance for the scientific mind. Faith is a substance for the scientific mind and evidence for the legal mind. Evidence for the legal mind. Faith rests upon the sure word of God. Do you really believe this book right here? Do you really believe the words of this book right here are God's words? 
I mean the Lord God that made the heaven and the earth, that made the universe, that made all the planets and the stars and everything you looked at. Do you really believe this is His words? Well, it is. It's His. And you can get word from God anywhere, anytime you want to if you got a Bible. you got a Bible. And we need faith. We need to believe God. A lot of people say they believe God, but their lives show that they really don't believe God. If you believe God, you're putting His Word into practice in your life. Put it into practice. And if you're not putting the Word into practice, you do not have any faith in what God's Word says. You just have faith about it. About it. It's just like I could say, I know George Washington, but I have never met him and couldn't meet him uh, there. I've never met Ronald Reagan either. And, but uh, I know about him, but I really don't really know him to that, to that degree. And so faith, faith rests upon the sure Word of God. And we need to get to the place as Christians that we have faith in this book and we put it into practice. Put it into practice. If you're not practicing it, you don't believe God. You're in the category of unbelievers. Have we ever thought of ourselves in such a way as that? No, we wouldn't dare think of ourselves in such a way as that. If we believe this was the words of the God that made the worlds that you and I live in, that makes night and day, would we not want to see more, know more about our God? I think I would. I think I would. Do I need to grow in faith? Sure I do. We all do. We all do. Man, that, that's for sure. Uh, there. And so the Bible says, faith rests upon the sure word of God. And Hebrews 11, 2, it says, by it, by it, and talking about faith, the elders obtained a good report. A good report. The elders retained a good report. These elders, the Old Testament saints, uh, that we read about this in this chapter here, they obtained a good report. Well, I, when I went to school, and uh, they had uh, report cards. I guess they still have report cards. Maybe they put them on uh, computers now. I don't know what they do anymore. But we had a report card. And every nine weeks, if I'm thinking correct, it's been quite a while since I was in school. Every nine weeks, we'd bring those report cards home, and then we'd give a report to our parents of what we'd done in school. Well, sad to say, mine wasn't so good most of the time. I, my best grade was in physical education, uh, uh, PE. You know, I'd got my best grade there. You know, and uh, but I did make enough grades to pass and 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 get out of high school and all there. Uh, uh, there and but these that was a report of how I did in school. Well, you know, God says here that by it by faith the elders obtained a good report. These elders, Old Testament saints that we read about here, and the faith of our fathers. The faith of our fathers. Boy, I'm glad we had some fathers that had some faith, aren't you? I'm glad not only these people here, but you think about all the thousands of years, 6,000 years that man's been on this earth. There's been a lot of faith of the fathers that stood by the stuff all down through the years that you and I are in the house of God today. And I believe every person that's sitting in this church today, I believe everybody here has faith or you wouldn't even be here. Now, how much we have is a different story. But I think everybody in here, even down to the children that are here today, they may not have enough faith at this time or faith to be saved, understanding all about it, but I believe they're growing in it. I believe there's no doubt about it. And the Hebrews chapter number 2 tells us that the elders obtained a good report. Today we have a Bible, and God spoke to, spoken to 40 different men over a period of 1,600 years to give us this book that we have here today. Have here today. And, uh, and believer's faith rests upon thus saith the Lord. My faith, my eternal destiny is based upon what this book says here today. 
Not only is my eternal destiny based upon it, but so is yours. So is yours, uh, as we'll see down through here. Now, we're very familiar with verse number 4 there, where it talks we're able. In verse number 4, it says here, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which, his, which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Isn't it something? Abel has been dead for over 5,000 years, and we're still talking about the faith of Abel. Over 5,000 years. He, he gave his life for what he believed. He was the first martyr. The first martyr. Uh, for, uh, his brother Cain killed him. His own brother killed him. You know, I believe Cain knew exactly what kind of offering. I mean, I believe Abel knew exactly what kind of offering to bring. And I believe Cain knew exactly what kind of offering to bring. God never leads us in the dark of what to do. Cain brought a blood sacrifice, that animal, and, and Cain didn't like the blood sacrifice. He didn't like the sacrifice that God had. And what did he do? He goes out and brings the fruit of the ground. What's the fruit of the ground? It's the works of his hands. And God never accepts the works of any man. He never accepts the works of any man as far as getting him to heaven. The blood sacrifice was what God was looking for uh, there. And so Abel, he did exactly what God said to do. God said, Abel, I want you to get a lamb. I want you to take that lamb. I want you to place it upon the altar. I want you to slit its throat. I want the blood to run down on the altar there. And that blood is a picture of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who would come and give His life on Calvary's cross for each one of us. And that's what the picture was back in that day uh, there. And, and Abel did exactly what, what God said to do. Then we have another person in the Bible, and you boys and girls are very familiar with this person here. We like old Noah and Ark, don't we? But you think about old Noah. You know, Noah was considered a righteous man because he listened to what God said. Here Noah was that never had rain before. And God just watered a mist, came up from the ground and watered things back in that day. And so God says to Noah, the earth's getting wicked. It's time for judgment to come. And He said, I want you to build a, build a boat. We'll call it a boat. And I, He told him exactly what to do, how to build it, the length of it, the height of it, the width of it, what to make it out of. And you know what Noah did? He built the ark. He built it on dry ground. Everybody came by and said, Noah's lost it, man. He's lost it. He's a nut. Look, he's building, he's building a boat, and he says it's going to rain, and God's going to judge the earth, uh, earth here, and they just laughed at him, didn't he? he? But him and his boys, they built that ark. How, why did they do that? Because God told them to build an ark. He told, they listened to the words of God. And you and I today, we're, we're going to give an account of the words of this book right here. We're going to be judged by the words of this book. The Scripture tells us that we're going to be judged by these very words here. And so today, we know he built the ark. Did it rain? Yes. It rained. And then everybody, uh, he left the door open even seven days longer. Uh, give them a chance. That's the grace of God. Give them a chance to come in. Did they come in? Nope. But when the door shut and the rain started falling from heaven, you, don't you think they run to that ark? Yes, uh, that ark is a picture of Jesus Christ. That's, it was what it was a picture of. And so we see Abraham's faith in this chapter. We see the faith of Sarah. We see the faith of Jacob. We see the faith of Joseph. We see the faith of Moses. We see the faith of Rahab the harlot. I like that story, old Rahab. You know, she, she sucked those spies and hid them in her house. Hid them in her house. She had heard about the Lord. You know what people need to hear about today? They need to hear about a God that loves them and died on the cross for them today and sure helped them get straightened out. You know what the White House needs? They need the Lord. You know what's wrong with the White House? They're lost and headed to hell, headed to hell, and they need God. 
and, and, we, and, and, and I do pray for them that God would save them up there. I want to pray God save them or kill them. You know, we need to get them out of the way. You know, I can't, I shouldn't say that, but, the, you know, God kills people, doesn't he? He sure does. He wipes a whole bunch of them out. And I, but you know what? They're destroying our country. They're destroying our country. Why? Because they're destroying it because of unbelief. They're strong unbelief. That's the way it's always been down through centuries of time. You read about the kings over in, in the Old Testament there, how they caused the people to sin. And that's the way the leaders are. When the, when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. People rejoice. And, uh, but God's going to judge us and we're headed for calamity here, uh, here in, in, in America. We're headed that way. And so God's given us a book to give us directions for our life. We talk about walking with God. Walking with God. How you walk with God? You walk with God according to what this book says. Now you and I, hey, listen. If you will, day and age we live in, in the day and age of grace that we live in today, if you'll take the writings of Paul, I, we need the whole Bible. We got to have the whole Bible. The whole Bible is given for our example. But if you, today, if you're a young Christian today, and you don't know exactly what to do, you take the writings of the Apostle Paul that he wrote. He was a, the Apostle to the Gentiles. And you take those writings that he had and apply those things to your life until you can learn some things better about what the Scripture says today. And you'll be, you'll be headed in the right direction. You'll be headed in that right direction there. And so uh, we, we need this book because without it, we have no direction in our life. We have none. I got to be directed, I, 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 and God tells me what to do, where to go, what to believe uh, there. And so faith, we need faith. And uh, you know this past week we had a faith mission conference. Faith mission conference. Now, you know what that is? I have one of the cards here, and Brother Glenn has already said some things about it. But the faith missionary promise missions here, it, this will help you grow your faith. Now, we, we promise to give so much money to missions. Did you do it? Oh, no, Brother James, I can't do that. Well, you don't believe God then. You don't believe the Bible. The Bible says, Give, and it shall be given unto you in good measure, pressed down and shaken together the men give unto your bosom. You know why you, you don't trust God? You don't trust, you can't give nothing. Oh, no, brother, I can't, no, you don't believe God. It, I want to tell you something. We've been doing mission program here for over 50 years. 50 years, I got in on that thing. I'm not trying to brag on myself, trying to give you an illustration. I, and, and we was in the old building before this building was ever built here, brother Lonnie. I, I couldn't think of the three guys we had in at that time. Godfrey was one of them. But that, right, Miss Dottie, uh, Godfrey there, he was down in Nassau, Nassau, Bahama area down there. And uh, the sign language guy, uh, I can't think of his name either this morning. And uh, uh, and but we had three guys uh, that came in for the missionary conference, and 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 I got in on that when it uh, when they came. And you know what? I've not missed a meal. I've not missed a meal. You can tell by looking at me. I probably should miss a meal. I don't weigh as much as I did. I've been working on an old house about 10, 11 months and been missing meals. Man, I was up about 192 pounds and, and I began to wonder if there wasn't something wrong with me. I got down to 170s. And, you know, I said, well, something must be going on here, you know. But I hadn't missed a meal, man. You know what? God will bless you. He'll figure out, He'll make and take. Do you not think God could take what you make and make it go further? He can give you wisdom, brother. He does give you wisdom. And if you, if you're not giving in to the faith promise, I'm just using this for an illustration here. You ought to. You should. Why? So you can see God working your life. 
So you can see God work. I guarantee you I can get testimony after testimony of everybody that's ever given in to faith promise missions and they've never missed a meal and God is taking care of them way above even they can even think about. I can't even imagine how God has blessed me down through the years. I can't even come up with it. I can't tell you how He did it. But He did it. Just by obeying and listening to what God has told us to do in the book here, and the Bible that God has given us direction here, you want God to bless you, do what He says by faith. Don't try to understand it. Just do it. Put it into practice in your life. That's why I said if you'll use the, the, uh, the books that Apostle Paul, you won't go off astray in a bunch of stuff that they maybe ought not go into. You know, God said about the giving in the book of Malachi, He told them, He said, you've robbed me. He said, they said, how we rob you? He said, in tithes and offerings. And tithes and offerings. I tell you what, you go, if you put God first, you know what God's going to do? He's going to put you first. You put God last, you know what God's going to do? He's going to put you last. He's going to put you last. I want to be on, I want to be on God's side. You can't be on a better side than that. I'll tell you that right now. You can't be on a better side than that. So how do you get faith? If you want faith, how do you get faith? How many, I would, I'd ask you to raise your hand here today. How many wants faith? I'm sure most everybody would raise your hand. Raise your hand. Yes, Brother James, I'd like to have some faith. Well, I'm going to tell you how to get it right now. Write this down. Romans chapter number 10 and verse 17. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You want faith? Read the Word. Study the Word. Hide the Word in your heart. Hide the Word in your heart. In Psalms 119, verse 11, it says, Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. The Word will protect you. The Word, you hide the Word. What's hide the Word? Memorize it. If there's one thing I regret now in my older age is I did not, did not learn more Bible verses when I was young, when I had a mind. It's gone now. I'm telling you, it's gone. I, I, but you know what? The Bible verses that I, when I was growing up, when I was in church, I still remember. I still remember. We, I know everybody knows John 3.16. I guess everybody learned it back in my day. I remember John 3.16. I think I'll remember John 3.16. I, I think I will forever. I think I, You know why? Because I learned it when I was a kid. But I can study stuff now. And I can, Pastor Mitchell gets up here and he says, Okay, now we're going to... Uh, we had a revival last week, and uh, those are uh, five things that he said we need to remember. I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> I, and and, some, and some, I'm going to start doing like some of y'all. Uh, y'all are writing that stuff down. And he does, <laughs> you flipped over. Uh, he, he's, hey. yeah, I can't, you know, and it aggravates me to death. You know, that, uh, that I'm not as sharp as I once was, but that's the way it is as you get older. So hide the word in your heart. You know, the Bible will keep you from sin. The Bible will keep you from sin. You say, how's the Bible going to keep me from sin? The Proverbs said, don't go by the wicked woman's house. Don't go by there. Why? Because this old flesh will be wanting to go in there. Yeah? You see, it'll protect you. It'll help you. It'll tell you where not to go, and it'll tell you where to go. Yeah, it's there. And so thy word have I hid in my heart. The Bible will protect you from sin, and sin will keep you from the Bible. Hey, you know what we ought to do when we get things that's not quite right in our life? Instead of running away from the Bible, we need to run to it. Run to it. Run to it. You know what? Every one of us has had problems in our life. But the Bible says a just man falleth seven times. And what does he do? He gets up and goes again, man. Man, I run a bus for here, here to church for 46 years. 
Uh, and, and you know what? Give me an old drunk, man. He, he, he give me an old drunk. He may be drunk for part of the week, but if he's if he's sober on Sunday, I'll take him. He'll get right. Say, man, I messed up. I got drunk. I messed up. I'll, I'll, I'll take him. Yeah, because he's he, he's got his heart right. He got his heart. He might not say it right, but you know, give me somebody who wants to get right. Uh, and uh, I, I sure would love that. And so faith, you know, in the scriptures, faith is a shield. In Ephesians chapter six and verse sixteen, it says. It uh, says that wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked with the shield of faith. You know you're going to face many temptations in your life. Until we leave this world, we're going to face them. And we need a shield when those darts are coming that we can knock them off. When it comes our way, you're going to have to knock them off with something. How are you going to knock, what are you going to knock them off with? The Word of God. The Word of God. Just how are you going to knock them off? You're going to, you're going to take that thing and start applying it when you say, wait a minute, that, uh, well, I see where that's coming from. I see where that's coming from. And uh, so faith is a shield. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8, it's called the breastplate of faith. The breastplate of faith. And the breastplate's put up here. What's it protecting up here? It's protecting your heart. Why? Because out of the heart proceed the issues of life. The issues of life come out of the heart. And so our thinking, our thinking, our mental, mental state needs to be thinking according to this book right here. We need to think, think about treating our neighbors right. According to this book, living like how would God treat them? What would God do with this? So forth, like that. And so it's called a breastplate of righteousness. Without faith, without faith in God, man will believe anything. Without this book right here, a man will believe in it. Can you believe that people in the Old Testament, when you read it, took their children and burned them to the false gods and put them and burned them on the altars of the false gods? They did it. They did it. You see, you believe the wrong thing, you can get messed up to where you could all kinds of, you do all kinds of things you think you never would do. Never would do. And so humanism and atheism, man, man has a, man has and will pervert himself if he doesn't have God's Word. He will pervert himself if he doesn't have God's Word. Today, we're sitting in here today, you know some people in the world have vain faith. You want know a vain faith is? They got faith in the wrong thing and it's worthless. It's worthless. It's no good. Uh, the, say, uh, the kind of faith we need today is saving faith. Alright, so first of all, what is saving faith? Saving faith is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and trust Him as your own personal Savior. You remember when Paul and Silas was in jail uh, for preaching the Word of God uh, there and, and God shook the jail with an earthquake and the doors flew open and the jailer said, man, they, they've escaped and they'll they take my life. And he said, I'd rather kill myself and let them take my life. And he was going to stab himself and kill himself. And the apostle Paul saw him and said, hold it, don't do it. He, he, and he came running in with a light there. He needed light. You made me wonder, how could Paul see him? The jailer forgot a light to come find them. And you know what? He said, believe on the Lord Jesus. He said, what must I do to be saved? And he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Today, if you're not saved today, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. The Apostle Paul said, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. What did the Apostle Paul say? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. There's only two ways that people are trying to get saved today. They're trying to get saved by their works or they're trying to get saved by faith. Or they may be combined, trying to combine the two. They may be saying, well, I'm saved by faith, but I'm keeping myself saved by works. No, we're saved by faith in a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. How do you get the, how do you get the Son of God? Believe 
on the Lord Jesus Christ, that He died on that cross for your sins. He was put in that grave, and three days later He rose from the dead. Salvation is in a person, and if you believe in that person, your life is different today. If any man's a, he's a new creature in Christ Jesus. He's a new creature in Christ. Hey, you're not a perfect creature, but you're a new creature. We, there's many things in our life that we have to learn to lay aside after we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ today. And if you have any doubts about your salvation today, I ask you this question. Who are you trusting? What are you trusting to get you to heaven? What are you trust? Who are you trusting? Are you trusting your good works to get to heaven? Well, i got bad news for you. You're not getting there. You're not going to get there because God only has one way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father, what? But by me. But by me. Neither is there salvation any other, for there's none other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. There's no other name. No other way. And he, he did it. He did it for us because we couldn't do it for ourselves. And so we're saved by faith in a person. What is your hope today for salvation? What's your hope? If it's anything other than Jesus Christ, if your hope is in anything else except Him, you're lost. You're lost. There's no salvation in anything else. No, anyone else, I should think. He's not a thing, He's a person. And we, when you believe in Him and trust Him as your hope for heaven, laying aside every other thing in this world, I tell God, I said, you're my God, Lord. You're my Savior. You're my only hope. If I won't do it, it ain't going to get done. It ain't going to get done. Why? Because that's the only way there is. And you better come up with that yourself. That better be your only hope. He better be your God. He better be your hope. Uh, or you're not going to make it. And uh, so we're saved by faith. And then, you know, once we get saved, we're supposed to follow the Lord and believers' baptism. He justifies us. In Romans 5, 1, the Bible says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We're justified through Him. We're made right with God through Him. You know, Hebrews eleven six says, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We must believe what He has said. If you say, I can't give in the faith promise, you can't please Him. You're not pleasing Him. If I say, say I, I don't believe Jesus saved, God said, have it your way. Have it your way. But you won't go to heaven. This life is over with. You won't go because that's the way God has provided for man to be saved. And then after we get saved, we're to follow the Lord in believers' baptism. And then we're, the Bible says in Jude 1, 3, and 4, it says we are to contend for the faith. Contend for the faith. Uh, we're be te- a teacher, uh, a faith stand, stand up for the teaching and truth of this blessed old book right here. Do we stand up for them? The world's not standing up for them. The church needs to stand up for them. Those that are believers need, we need to stand up for the teaching. I tell you what, if we're ashamed to, we are many times. Sometimes I got a streak of yellow go down my back is, is that wide at times. And we all been there and done that. Haven't we? We have. You, you can confess. I, I'm not the priest, but you can confess. Yeah, yeah. I, we got a high priest up there. We confess that to him. But he knows. He knows all about it. And uh, but uh, we need to contend for the faith, not defend the faith. Not defend the faith. Yeah. You know what? We just need to contend. We just need to do right. When people see us with hey, that that person there believes in the Lord, they're doing right. They're doing right. Contend, contend for, pretend for the doctrines of the faith. Uh, the faith today. You take an old line. You know where do you see lines at? If you go, you, you go to uh, uh, to a zoo or something. Where do you see them at? Did they run loose down there? No, they got them in a cage. You know why? You turn that line loose, man. He's going to tire up some things. 
Uh, he, he's going to kill some things. That's his nature. And you know what? What we need to do with the Word of God, we just need to turn it loose. We need to give it out out here. It'll take care of itself. It's like the line. Just turn it loose out there and give it out out there and let the Holy Spirit of God do it. I can't save you, but I can tell you how to be saved. We just need to turn that thing loose out there. The line will take care of everything. Yeah. He's, he's, he's the king of the, what is it, jungle? Yeah. King, I said, started to say forest. The king of the jungle? Yeah, he's the king of the jungle. And so we need to contend for the faith. You know what? And then it comes down to this matter here. Believers die in the faith. We die in the faith. Look at verse number 13. It said, they, talking about these, all these, these, uh, men here, it says, these all died in faith. All died in faith. My brother-in-law passed away about a, little, about a month or so ago, and I went down to talk with him sometime before he died, you know, and I told him, his name was Tony, and I said, Tony, I said, we'll live our whole life for this time. We'll live our whole life for this time right here, death. What you do from the day you're born to the day you die, you're living it for this purpose. Because death is coming. Death is coming for you. He's sneaking around the corners now. He's coming. I'm closer than I've ever been in my life. Many of you are just right around the corner for Him showing up. And the only thing that's going to count is what did we do for God? Did we believe God? Did our faith, we put our faith in Him? Did we live for Him? Did we believe God? Did we put it into practice into our life? Because He's coming, my friend. He's coming. And when He does, when our old bodies are shot, we're laying there on that deathbed. And He said, I'll never walk again. He, got, he, he used to have my, nice muscles in His legs. Strong man. But it comes down to the end of life when all we can do is done. All we can do is done. And the only thing that's going to matter is <clears throat> what we did we do with the faith. Our faith. Did we live for God? Did we serve God? Did we love God? Did we believe the blessed old book? Did we put it into practice in our lives there? Did we pray? We can't, we beg, Brother Mitchell begs us to come pray. We won't come pray. We won't come pray because we don't believe in prayer. Don't tell me you believe in prayer. And you won't ever, oh, you just don't understand, Brother James. Got that thing at eight o'clock at night, man. That's about my bedtime. If you love God, you wouldn't mind missing some, missing some sleep. I know that's hard. But if it's not truth, show me where I messed up and I apologize. I apologize. You say, well, I just don't like the way y'all have prayer meeting over there. Yeah. Why don't you just come and pray? Just come and pray. Come and pray. You know, no, it, it's this excuse. This excuse. See, I'm getting down where the rubber meets the road out here. Down where the rubber meets the road. You know what we need to do? We need to examine ourselves and see if we're in the faith. Are you in the faith? You say, I, I don't like to pray. I'm ashamed to pray. I am too sometimes. Hey, join the crowd. Join the crowd. Hey, a little by little, we can pray. Pray silently. You don't have to pray out loud. Now, I pray out loud a lot of times, and sometimes it's in circles and everything else. You know, I, I got a list, man. I got a stick. I get a list. I got a list of most everybody's name in here. Not everybody's, but a lot of your names, and I just go down the list. Why? So I don't forget. Brother Ray Mosley, he gone on to be with the Lord now, and 
we fellowship and, and, and eat at McDonald's. And, and uh, Brother Ray says, you know, when I pray sometimes, it just seems like I'm going down my list. And he said, it seems like I'm just talking. I said, well, Brother, I said, would it be better not to, not to, not to do that? Would it be better not to go down the list? He said, no, it would be better to go ahead and go down the list and pray. You know, see, the devil tries to get us stopped. He tries to get you stopped. He don't want you to pray, man. He don't want you to pray. They prayed, man, and God sent an angel down to open the jail doors and let Peter out. You think God can't do stuff like that anymore? He could if He wants to. He, he may not want to, but He could. He, he may want to do something else. I don't know what He wants to do, but we need to pray. And we need to do it corporately because this world's going to hell, man, in our country, and judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. I read the Bible the other day. I couldn't believe what I read. I never had seen that before. I've read it over and over again. But oh, we have a, a sorry king, a sorry king over there was hated Naboth, and his wife Jezebel had him killed. And 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 and, and uh, Elijah went in and talked to him, and told him God's going to do certain things, and said, "Oh, oh, wicked king Ahab humbled himself." And God said, "Okay, I won't do what I was going to do right now." I thought, "Good night, alive." I figured he'd kill him right away, you know. And he humbled himself. You know what God's looking for? He's looking for somebody to humble themselves. Humble themselves. We don't want to humble ourselves, do we? Like we, ought. we ought to, folks. We ought to. Let's stand fast in the Lord. Let's stand fast. Our faith. We need our faith to grow. Is your, are you saved today? Were you saved by faith? Are you contending for the faith? What are we doing? Sometimes we just have to set out a new goal. Set a new goal for ourselves. And set out again. And set out again. I mean, I'd run a bus all those years, you know, and I'd go out and visit and visit and visit and visit. And I'd visit a house and I'd visit a house. And they wouldn't come and they wouldn't come and they wouldn't come. And I said, I ain't going to visit that house no more. I ain't going back to see them anymore. I get fed up and I ain't going no more. And guess what happened next week? They come. You know what? I done give up. And God said, well, I'll show you. I can still send them in. You can give up. But I can still send them in. You know, I've seen him do that over and over. And sometimes I did quit. <laughs> sometimes I quit. They'd quit going back after about a year or two. I quit going back. I said, oh, yeah, I give up. I give up. I shouldn't give up because it's not me. You know, I get this much reward when I visit that house where they come or they didn't come. Folks, we, our faith needs to grow. Our faith needs to grow. We need to, we need to think about these things. How is your faith coming along? How is it coming along? Are you saved today? Well, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ by faith. Are you living for Him and not living for Him? Start out today. Start out today. And go with what this book says right here. You'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for loving us and we thank You for the opportunity we've had today to share these thoughts about You and about Your Word. And Lord, we know we fail You in so many areas of our life. But Lord, we know You love us and You care about us and we know that Your Word is real and it's true. And Lord, help us to live by it. Uh, Lord, we're saved by it. And we, we're going to die by it. Uh, Lord, and we, and we know that it's true. And Lord, we pray today, as we've said these words today, that we believe are Your words and that we believe they're true. And Lord, where we failed You, said something maybe we shouldn't have said, we ask for forgiveness for that. But Lord, we ask you to speak to our hearts and help us today. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed today, are you 100% sure if you died today you'd go to heaven?
100% sure. He said, how can you be 100% sure? You could be 100% sure because of what the Bible says. How many here today can raise your hand and say, Brother James, I am 100% sure that I'm saved. I'm 100% sure I'm saved. Would you hold your hand up high? Keep it up there. Keep it up there. I want to look around. Keep it up there. All right? If you're not 100% sure you're saved today, how do you get 100% sure? Put your faith in the Word of God. God said in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, He said, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your only hope for Him? If you had, God promised He'd save you. If you haven't, if you will, He will save you. On, 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 on the condition of what He said, His Word is true. His Word is true. I wonder if there's anyone here today who said, Brother James, I'm not 100% sure that I'm saved today, but I want to be. Would you raise your hand? I'm not 100% sure, but I want to be. I want to be. Anyone? Anyone? I see that hand. Anyone else? Anyone else? I'm not 100% sure, but I want to be. All right? You that raised your hand today. While you're sitting there right now, would you be willing to pray this prayer? If you're not saved today, would you be willing to say, Lord Jesus? Talk to Him right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I know I'm lost. Or I'm not sure I'm saved. And Lord Jesus, would you save me right now? I'm asking you to save me. You said in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, that if if I would confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart, that God has raised him from the dead, that I would be saved. And I believe that. And I'm standing on that today. You that raised your hand, if you prayed that prayer, would you just raise it up where I could see it? You can put it right back down. Just raise it up where I could see it. And you can put it right back down. Okay. Father, we thank you now for this time today. Lord, we pray that us that know you as Savior, that we'll... Put faith into practice in their life. Believe you, Lord. Help me and help these people today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you're at liberty today. Thank you so much for being here and putting up with me today. It's a real joy to, joy to talk with you. And, and may God bless you.